Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. In today's episode, I want to talk about shifting, shifting your focus to a different area of your business in your offer, the way that you talk to your clients about the work that you do. And this was all inspired by a trip to the fair that I took with my son. But before we get into that, I want to talk about our sponsor, eWebinar.com. They have created a solution for automated webinars that is as close to, if not even better than a live webinar and you want to check them out, go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash ewebinar. Now, let's get right into the episode. Now, as you heard at the top of the episode, I was talking about shifting. And I alluded to a story about going to a local fair, and that's what I want to start the show talking to you about. So uh, we are in rural Nova Scotia on the east coast of Canada. And for many years, a lot of small communities had what we call an exhibition. Um, if you're from the, the US, you might call them a fair, a carnival. But for us, we call it an exhibition. And it's heavily around agriculture. But there are things like rides and entertainment there. Okay, so due to COVID the last two years, a lot of these events had canceled and didn't happen. Well, this year, 2022, Things opened up and the fair from my hometown happened. So I took my six-year-old son to this. Now, prior to them closing down in 2020, you know, the cost of going to the fair was getting up there. And I'm talking about the cost of admission. It was almost $20 per adult to go to this. And then you went in and you had the, you know, the rides, the food and all that kind of stuff. And what they were finding was that less and less people were going. So they kept raising the price to cover the cost. You know, it's a supply and demand type of thing. So People were getting frustrated with this. It was hard to get exhibitors that come and pay the, you know, large amounts for a booth and things like that. Well, recently, over the last two years, they had an entire shift in the committee for the event. It was all volunteer led. So the committee has changed, had new people in charge. And they were teeing up the event over the last year on social media as, you know, a brand new uh, event, same great, uh, you know, great name, but, but new, uh, more involved, all that kind of stuff. Right. So they made it, you know, great entertainment and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I did not go with any mindset around what the cost was. I expected that it was going to be expensive to, to get in. So we arrived, we went on children's day. So that alone, they had it. And I think they had that every year, but they had children under 12 got in for free and it was $2 ride day for the kids. Uh, so that was a good, good kind of attraction. When I got there at the admission gate, I was pleasantly surprised that the admission for an adult was only $8, only $8. I don't remember the last time an adult admission was $8. Now, here's the point behind this. 
What they did was they priced the entry into the fairgrounds very affordable for pretty much any family to come in, right? So the barrier of entry was much lower. Now think about that business in your business sense. What barrier of entry are you pricing too high? And what are you putting in the way? It doesn't necessarily always have to be monetary. It could be the amount that somebody has to do just to start to get some value or to experience you know, what you can offer them. That is why a lot of people give away free content uh, and really get you know, their expertise out there, you know, being able to, in a coaching space, be able to put on a, a free workshop. And this is something that I'm, I'm starting to, to leverage and plan out for my YouTube channel is I'm going to be creating masterclass content on there that would be very much the exact same high quality level if somebody was to pay to attend that type of training. And the purpose behind that is it's a one-to-many type of offer. And it is something that, you can show how well you know a certain topic and what type of value you can bring to somebody. Never fear the fact that you are giving away your information and it's going to turn away potential paying customers. The people that want to pay for your service will do so after they see premium content. The people that just want the free content, those aren't the people you wanna do business with anyway feel good that you're helping them out in that way by giving them that free content. Okay, so let's get back to the to the fair and kind of some other points that I was thinking about with this. So we went in, we bought our tickets, we walked around, we you know, we, we figured out a couple of rides that he wanted to go on, and we bought those tickets. I think it was about 20 bucks for the, you know, the you know, the, the five rides. So it was $2 uh, per ride for each person, so that's that's what it worked out to. Um anyway, so then we started to play some games. Now, the biggest issue that came with games when you had kids was number one, they wanted to play everything. And number two, it was extremely hard for them to win anything. The biggest shift that I've seen this year was pretty much any game that was an attractive game that a kid could play was a prize every time game. Prize every time. The kids want to leave with a prize. Now, as a parent, you know what you pay. This time it was $5 to play the game. Sometimes it was just throwing two darts. Regardless, they got a little stuffed toy, which in reality probably cost them 25 cents. But your children are happy and they're having a great time. $5 for most people would have been like, whoa, that's crazy, especially if it originally was paying $20 to get in. But because it was only $8, I was okay with this. He was happy. We made the agreement that he could play four games. That's $20. And uh, and so that was the, the one thing is the prize every time, right? So think about that in your business. What can you give away almost every time somebody has uh, an engagement with you? Even if it's a, a consult or, you know, you go and visit a client, what can you give them? Not necessarily always something um, physical or tangible, but what can you give them in knowledge? What can you add to their life so they always feel they're getting something from you? All right. So we went to that $5 uh, for the game prize every time, which was great. Price of food was up there as well. He had a little slushy again, $5. I was getting conditioned to this $5 kind of mindset that they had there that I didn't even worry about what something was going to cost because I knew 99% of the stuff that he wanted was $5. So, you know, looking at it, 
we spent about $70 for the three, three and a half hours that we spent there. Um, we did some rides, we played some games, we walked around, looked at some animals, things like that. But when you look at that $70 and three and a three and a half hours uh, of time frame, for some people, they might like that fare is expensive. But when you look at it as a professional, what would you make in, you know what? You know, now as a business owner, now if you're you're listening to this, you most likely are a business owner. But what will you actually make in three and three and a half hours? You know, for most people, it's going to be well over that seventy dollars. And is it worth that memory? Is it worth that happiness uh, to do that? Well, you need to invest in your happiness, and you need to invest in the happiness of your clients. So this is the parallel between thinking about this fair and what they did, how they made it more attractive, how they talked about it. I went to it not feeling that it was a grungy, old, rundown type of decrepit um, fair that you would think one would start to kind of fall into parish uh, over the years, which that was the way it was trending. They had that time off, they changed, they teed it up, uh, and they delivered upon it. And I have not heard one negative comment uh, about it. Even being there, it was clean, it was exciting, it was excellent. Uh, even though it cost me $70, I paid that on the experience inside. I did not pay 20 of that just to get in without ever experiencing it. So again, let's flip this back and think about your business. How do we constantly give value? How do we get little bits of purchases here and there in your content so that people can have a low barrier of entry into what you're doing, whether it's you know, a, a, you know, a $7 uh, mini course or something like that. Um, so they get into that ecosystem of being a client of yours. Because the reality is, whether somebody spends $10,000 with you or they spend $5 with you, they are still a client. They are a paying customer of yours and they feel more invested because now they're part of what you do. And when somebody walks through that gate, of your business and they enter as a paying customer, the experience is different from somebody who's looking on the outside from the fence. So think of your business and I challenge you to think of your business pretty much like I attended this fair. What are you doing out front to keep people outside of the gate because they don't feel they can invest early enough or, or, or invest you know, to get in without it feeling like it's cost too much. You want to get them through your gates. You want to get them to experience the new you. They want them to experience what is there. And once they're in, their willingness and openness to invest a bit more once you start to show what it is that you can do for them is going to be a lot easier for them to, to take in. So think about that in your business. That is my challenge for you today, shifting your focus, shifting the way that you do business so that you can provide more value and help clients every single time you reach out to them or are engaged with them. I want to take a break for just a moment to talk about the importance of having the right tools to complete the job. No matter what business you're in, this is extremely important, even when it comes to your marketing. And over the last 15 years, there have been a lot of tools that I have worked with in my business and with my clients. And I've put together a page on our website at bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools, where you can find out the tools that we use to grow our business 
and our client's business. Check it out, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. Now, when I sat down to record this episode, I did not even think that I would have two parts in this. Um, you know, I was talking about shifting in the first part just before that intermission. Uh, and while I was editing this, I thought, you know what, let's put a second part in here because I want to talk about content. This is the content amplification podcast. We are approaching almost episode 100. And when it comes to content, I want to tell you a story about probably, I think it was about 13 years ago. Um, I moved from the East coast of Canada to the West coast. Um, I followed, um, my girlfriend at the time who was going out there for a job. I had a marketing video production company here on the East coast. Uh, and I moved out there blindly. I shut everything down here and I went out there. Um, and while I was out there, um, I got a job with another video production company. I started a branding company with two other guys and I worked for the Canadian Cancer Society. While I was at the video production company, one of the services that they offered was photography. Um, so I, I started to, to follow the, um, like the learnings from the photographer that was, was in-house, um, learning how to use an SLR, going out on actually some shoots and, and playing around with it. Uh, and I decided to get one myself and really just dive into learning it, self-learning and not taking any specific course, but learning by doing. Um, and I started to go out and, and shoot some photos, um, just fun things that I enjoyed. And I really started to get a passion for it. Uh, and then naturally the entrepreneur side of me kicked in and I thought, Hey, you know what? I can offer this service. Um, and then I got a job at a local event center there. Uh, and that was actually the pivotal moment in my career where I actually stopped working a job and fully went into my business because that job um, at the event center, being a photographer for the events, um, was able to pay my bills to survive. And that was the biggest leap I've ever had, uh, with that. So as I started to get hired out to shoot photos for other people, it was their vision and I had to capture that. The passion for the creativity side of the content started to leave and it no longer became fun. It became a job. Um, and you know, you may say your job is something you should love. Yes, but it, there was an element of that particular type of job of being a photographer that was the creative side and actually going out to find photos that I wanted to take. Now, if you can share that experience um, yourself, or if you've done something like that, you'll completely understand. Now let's fast forward to today. Um, I had given up doing photography for many years. I still have an SLR. I would love to get back to just going out and shooting my own photos. But what I really love is creating content that helps other people. So in my business, I spend a lot of time um, pitching myself as helping clients create their content. Um, and the same thing happened when it came to photography was as I started to build the content that was for other clients, I was losing the passion behind the content because the topic and the content was not something that I was passionate about. Technically, I could create it, I could develop it, I could launch it, no problem, but the passion just wasn't there. So in the present day, I made a decision in my business, and this is where the lesson um, that I want to get across here and, and kind of like the, the little nugget of, of wisdom, I guess, more so than a lesson to you listening to this is, is there something about what you do that you are truly passionate about, whether it makes you money or not? Okay, I'm not saying you go and do 100% that, but you need to have an element of that. And for me, 
it's my YouTube channel. It is a YouTube channel that I had created for Blue Cow Marketing many, many years ago. Um, and I've had several hundred videos that are on there. Some of them, you know, get several thousand views. Some of them get like 200 views. Um, doesn't, doesn't matter. But I don't spend a lot of time in the strategy behind it um, because my goal is not to monetize it or, I mean, it'll be great when it gets to that point. But the reality is that was not my focus was to make money on it. My focus was to have an avenue to create content that helps others. And when I see something that I come across every single day, whether it's you know, a marketing tool or something that we helped uh, fix or something that we did in our business that, that I think somebody would, would find value in listening, I create a video, I throw it up on YouTube, and I put it out there. And when there's comments, I answer those. The passion is in creating the content and helping people. And this is what I urge you to do is find that little gem that really jives you and gives you some excitement. For some people, that could be, you know, painting, right? Whether you are a, an artist or not, it could be painting. It could be writing. It could be um, singing. I don't care what it is, but you need to have something that you are passionate about that you can do to refuel your energy. Otherwise, you're just going to feel empty in that certain creativity element of your business. Now, like I said, this was not really an episode about this, but this is something that, that popped in my head. And if you found value in that, please, um, you know, send me an email. You can find us at bluecowmarketing.ca. Give me the comment um, on there. This podcast, another passion point, right? I, in no way have I, up until this point, right, we're almost 100 episodes, could attribute an actual paying client to this podcast. And you know what? I am 100% okay with that because my happiness comes in the fact that maybe there is one person out there who listens to the words that I am recording and finds one little nugget that changes their life, their business, whatever it is. If I can help just one person in that content, it may be this week, it might be six years down the road, I don't care. I'm putting out that content because I'm passionate about talking about this type of information and I hope that it helps you. So again, if you made it this far and you're listening to me talk and ramble on about this, I thank you so much uh, for doing so. If this is the first episode you heard, please go back. There are many more on there on different topics. The show has evolved over the years. We went from solo episodes to interviews to um, having a, another team member on it to now back to solo episodes. So we are just having a great time putting the show together. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a great week growing your business. You know, throughout the years, I've, I've seen and used a lot of tools in my business, and a lot of them I'm still using to this day. And I get asked many times, what tools and equipment do you recommend? So I thought, hey, let's put a page together on the website, and it is now live, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. And on there, you will see a list of the different softwares and tools that I recommend and use in my business. We've got eWebinar, we got Keep, we've got Loom, we've got Jasper. Um, and then also for podcasting, a lot of people want to know what kind of equipment do I use. All those links are there. Check it out, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high levels genius. Now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's decade of wizardry in business automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. 
for just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner, ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam. Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.